The Sports Yak Podcast is powered by Notre Dame Athletics. Experience the excitement of cheering the Fighting Irish onward to victory. Tickets for Notre Dame Athletic events are available at und.com slash buy tickets. Also by Pyramid Equipment. Be prepared this winter season by checking the condition of your snow removal equipment. Pyramid Equipment is a locally owned business in Rolling Prairie, Indiana that sells, services, and installs residential and commercial grade snow plows, parts, and salt spreaders. Pyramid Equipment is your trusted dealer of Meyer and Snow Dog products. Old man winter's ready. Are you? Service discount for military, fire, and police available. Call 800-833-2591 or find them on the web at PyramidEquipmentInc.com. And now, here we go, maniacs. From South Bend, Indiana, you know where that's at. I don't. It's Sports Yak with Corey Mann and Chuck Freeby. I'm the booth announcer, Jim Shorts. That's good. And welcome to episode 163. That's the Bill Madlock episode. Do you remember Bill Madlock when he played for the Cubs? I don't. Bill Madlock was the third baseman in the mid-70s on a couple of really hideous Cubs teams. And he won back-to-back batting titles in 1975-1976. I mean, he was by far the best thing going on the Cubs. So, of course, they traded him uh, to the San Francisco (laughs) Giants. And eventually, Madlock would wind up with the Pirates in 79 and won a world championship. But the Mad Dog, Bill Madlock, 163 career home runs. If today's Sports Yak episode... Uh, falls behind the leadership of your sports cast on today's morning show program. This might be a two-parter. Really? There's so much stuff, if you actually think about it. There's so much stuff. I mean, I was glad that you didn't chop it down because I thought everything, everything that was, was included was essential. Yeah, there there wasn't any fluff. I uh, did, you, did you actually hear it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I heard the 750 version. Okay. Yes. Let, well, let's... I'll go right down through what the sports cast was. Okay. Let's start with high school football. I have high school football in my notes. Regional championships on the line tonight. I say regional championships. It's only a one-game regional, so of course it's a championship. Regional titles on the line tonight in Indiana. Michigan will play tomorrow. Edwardsburg and DeWitt will preview that game too. And and let's just start with our 46th game of the week. Valparaiso and Mishawaka. Valparaiso comes in here ranked number two in 5A. They went to the 6A semi-state last year, despite being 32nd in enrollment. When Fort Wayne Snyder got moved up from 5A to 6A because of the success factor, here comes Valparaiso dropping down to 5A. Meanwhile, Mishawaka, with new enrollment, goes up from 4A to 5A. So you've got two teams that were in semi-states last year playing in this regional final in Class 5A. Valparaiso has been extraordinarily good. They're eighth in the state in scoring offense at 44 points a game. They only give up 10 points a game on defense. they got a defensive end named Cooper Jones who's being recruited by Michigan, Purdue, and Indiana, a lot of Big Ten schools. they got another one named Dylan Dingman 
who uh, leads them in sacks with 11. He's being recruited by Max Schools. <coughs> Pretty good running back in Tommy Burby. C.J. Opperin, their quarterback, is solid. Uh, this is just a solid in every phase team. And uh, Keith Kinder at Mishawaka, I think to a certain extent, has overachieved with this team this year. He only returned two starters on offense this year and somehow has been able to get 32 points a game out of this offense. He's got a really good young quarterback in Justin Fisher, who's only a sophomore. But can Mishawaka playing on the frozen tundra of Steel Stadium come up with the win tonight? We'll find out. Facebook 730, TV 46 at 11. We have exclusive audio from Coach Kinder. Let's hear it. I think our quarterback uh, has gotten a lot better, uh, done some really special things. So, yeah, we weren't good in August. Uh, I think we're pretty good now. Why is Justin good? What he's competitive. Um, he's a, he's probably the hardest worker or at least one of the top three hardest workers in our program in terms of uh, the amount of time spent in the in the weight room, um, the, the effort with which he puts forth in the weight room, and then how competitive he is. I don't, I don't know that I've met someone as competitive as him. Uh, if we get beat, he believes it's his fault. And if we win, he believes it's somebody else's doing. Uh, he just, he's, he's been probably one of the best leaders I've ever seen out of a sophomore. What makes you that way? Uh, probably, honestly, my two brothers and uh, just my parents. Uh, everything at home is competitive, whether it's a board game or getting backyard football. You know, I'm just a competitive guy. How much did CJ pound on you as a kid? Oh, all the time. Uh, <laughs> you know, now he now he uh, knows his limits, so I'm a little bit bigger than he is. But uh, for sure, when we were little, he got his licks in. So that's the 5A matchup. Let's go up to 6A. Warsaw, coming off that sectional victory last week against Penn, goes to Merrillville, takes on Brad Cease and the Pirates. Um, when they leave town today, police escort, all the fans waving goodbye to the Tigers, hoping they can come home with a sa- a regional championship. Merrillville, very balanced on offense between rushing and passing, has been solid on defense. How good has Merrillville been? They were the team that came the closest to beating Valparaiso this year. Valparaiso's undefeated. Merrillville lost to them by one point, and that's the only time Valparaiso was challenged all season. So very solid Merrillville team. I'm thinking, how quickly does Warsaw get to Merrillville? You probably take 30. And you you take, go, do you prob- go all the way over to 65? Yeah, Can probably. you hit 65 I think 30? you can. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's so dad of me. No, it's all right. <laughs> 4A, New Prairie at Hobart. Here's New Prairie. Their senior quarterback, Chase Ketterer, last week, 46 carries, 288 yards, four touchdowns. He's the second leading rusher in the state of Indiana. Going up against a Hobart defense that has had four shutouts since October 1st. So something's got to give in this game. Is it going to be the New Prairie offense that carries the day or the Hobart defense? The game played at the fabled Brickyard up in Hobart. And oh, by the way, Hobart, who when you and I were growing up, was one of the perennial powers in Indiana, has not been to a semi-state in 23 years. Hmm. So they've got something to play for. 3A. We know we're going to get one team out of here. Is it going to be Marion or Knox? Marion is probably going to be without the services of quarterback Maddox Begonia, who got hurt in last week's game. So that means that they've got to go to the backup. Young Gabe Kerr, who steps in, um, didn't get a whole lot of snaps this year, but we'll see how he does under this format. Defenses will carry the day. Marion gives up about seven points a game. Knox gives up about eight points a game. Points will be at a premium at Community Field. And then in 1A, North Judson coming off their first sectional championship in 15 years. 
goes down to Lafayette and takes on Central Catholic. Very good passing team down there. Judson doesn't see a lot of good passing teams. Central Catholic used to be up in 2A, came down to 1A once the success factor wore off. Uh, traditional 1A power, really tough assignment for the Blue Jays tonight. Up in Michigan, Saturday afternoon, 1 o'clock, Leo Hoffman Field, Edwardsburg taking on DeWitt. Edwardsburg, of course, 11-0. They run the wing tee. They've got a 1,000-yard rusher in Matt Gadeski. They run it for about 400 yards just about every game, taking on a DeWitt team that's got a pretty decent passing game. Had to come from behind to beat St. Joseph earlier this year. I think Edwardsburg handles that game. You've got this Friday night, then next Friday night. And then state finals, which we air, but I don't broadcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, request. Please. If you talk to a local coach that's still in this thing by next week, do me a favor and ask them what it takes to keep a player motivated on a long bus ride. Mm. I'm I'm just out of pure curiosity. With that many kids, mm-hmm. you got a long haul. Let's just take, for example, Warsaw going to Merrillville. How would a Bart Curtis keep them, keep their head in the game? Well, you know? yeah, you try not to surround yourself with unmotivated people. You, right. would, you would hope that by this point your motivation is pretty clear. Do you want yeah. to keep playing football or not? Because the stakes, those are the stakes right now, is you either get to keep playing or you're putting the gear away. Yeah. So that should keep you fairly motivated no matter how long the bus ride is. Yeah. And the bus rides don't get any shorter in the semi-state or in the state finals. So I anticipate that that would be somewhat the answer. There's a lot to think about for a teenager in that position. Uh, I'm not sure a lot of teenagers think. <laughs> <laughs> hey, old man Chuck just stopped by. Put him back in the drawer. Oh, <laughs> uh, you want to segue to college football? Sure, big game at the stadium tomorrow. Game that, quite frankly, I if I'm a Notre Dame fan, I feel very uncomfortable about this game tomorrow. Why is that? Taking on Navy because over the years, we've seen enough times, especially in the last decade or so, where Navy's option attack has just given Notre Dame fits. You can't just look at Navy anymore like a, eh. That 43-year streak is done. They've won a few times since then. And they've beaten their, this might be the best Navy team that has come into Notre Dame Stadium Hmm. in quite some time. All-around team, because this team seems to play some defense as well. That used to be... The knock on Navy is okay. Well, they're gonna their offense is gonna score, but they can't stop anybody. Mm-hmm. That's not the case anymore. I think Navy can stop some people. Can they stop Notre Dame? We'll see. They haven't played that great a schedule. Their only loss so far was to Memphis, which is a a top twenty five team. We'll see how motivated this Notre Dame team is tomorrow. And they don't have the long bus ride, but you know what's keeping them going? Can they gear up for this one mentally and physically? Because this is a test for the Irish. This two top twenty-five teams. I don't think it's going to be decided by much more than eight points. You uh, got that question in on Monday. Mm-hmm. I asked you on Monday show what you would ask. You told us. And then you took it to the press conference, and here's that audio. Brian, we have two high schools around here who run something very similar to Navy's offense, and they're still... I'd rather play them. I'm sure you would. What makes this 
offense so effective? I think the reliance on, on um, having smart players that can make in-game adjustments. Um, I think the fact that the quarterback-driven uh, offense uh, allows them to really um, make it difficult on you to defend them. And, and, and again, uh, experience at the coaching staff. And this is part of the whole focus of my piece for Countdown to Kickoff tomorrow. How do you go about stopping the option? Now, you heard Brian Kelly's comments. You'll hear some more from the players. And I'll talk about some of the things that they've done in the past and might have to look at doing this year a little bit differently. Do you look at the game any differently when it's a service academy? Well, you have to understand the reason Notre Dame continues to play Navy is very simple. Back in the days of World War II, half of the Notre Dame campus volunteered to go in the Army. I mean, it was just a, it was a different world then than we live in now. And quite frankly, Notre Dame didn't have enough bodies to really keep campus open. And it looked like they were going to go under. And Navy came by and said, we've got a lot of plebes. We've got more than we can handle at Great Lakes Training Station. Would you be willing to put them up for us? We'll pay for them to stay here. And that basically financed Notre Dame through the war. And so when that ended, Notre Dame told Navy, look, we'll play you in football every year as for as long as you want as payback for this. And that's why this series continues. So is there a different feeling? Yeah, I think so. I think, first of all, you're you're not going to boo the opponent. On you, you just don't. How do you boo your own military uh, people? Now I realize there is a segment out there that doesn't really care, but I just don't see how the average person sits there and boos a Navy football player. Mm-hmm. Let's go a little bit further south and talk about this Indiana University seven and two. Ranked in the top 25 for the first time in 25 years. Now they go on the road to play at Penn State. And I don't think, in fact, I know Indiana has never won at Penn State. They've only beaten Penn State once in football in their history. So Tom Allen's got a major, major hill to climb on Saturday. You'll hear the game at noon on 103.1 FM WHME, part of the Pulse FM Frequency family. You want to segue into the NFL? Well, let's start with the mayhem from last night that occurred in that Pittsburgh-Cleveland game. Cleveland wins 21-7. Brown-Steelers has always, always been a chippy rivalry, and it was no less than that last night on the banks of Lake Erie. Towards the end of the game, Mason Rudolph, the Steelers quarterback, and Miles Garrett, the Cleveland defensive end, are really chirping at each other. Apparently, and I was in the arms of Morpheus by this time. I was fast asleep. But from what I've been able to gather in looking at video today, Garrett Rudolph says something, makes a motion towards Garrett. Garrett reaches over, rips the helmet off of Mason Rudolph, and then tries to hit Mason Rudolph in the head with his own helmet. Um, I, in fact, he may have succeeded. Um We'll see what kind of suspension this leads to for Miles Garrett. I would have to think it's multiple games. Afterwards, even the Cleveland players and coaches were somewhat embarrassed by Garrett's performance 
and behavior and said there's really no call for that whatsoever. And they're absolutely right. Rudolph took a shot to the back after the Mm -hmm. shot to the head. I've had that. I've been on the other side of that before when I was younger. When you get knocked down like that and you don't see it coming, that hurts. Yeah. And and it was, uh, you know, and it's one of these big NFL guys. It's it's actually kind of hard to watch. It is. You know, it's like, what what are we coming to here? And, and I have many friends who are Cleveland fans, and, and they find this an indefensible act by Miles Garrett. Well, that's pretty negative, but can I turn the corner and do something pretty positive? Sure. Nick Foles, the numbers on social media for what he said this week are actually pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play that audio. Let's let's sneak that in here, and then on the other side, I want to ask you a question. I just realized, God, this wasn't exactly what I was thinking when I came to Jacksonville. Obviously, you come here and you want to create a culture and impact people, but at the end of the day, as I got, if this is the journey you want me to go on, I'm going to glorify you in every action, um, good or bad. And you know, I still could have joy in an injury. Um, and that, that's people hear that and say that's crazy, but it's like when you believe in Jesus and you you go out there and you play, and that's that changes your heart. And you only understand it when, you know, that purpose in your life, just like when I hoisted the Lombardi trophy. The reason I'm smiling is my faith was in Christ in that moment. And I realized I didn't need that trophy to define who I was because it was already in Christ. And that's my message when I play. Same thing happens when I get injured. We tend to make this so much about us as human beings. We tend to make it about us as athletes. It's not about us. It really isn't. And if you make it about yourself, you're probably going to go home at night, lay your head on your pillow and be very alone and very sad. And then hopefully someday you can find that purpose in your life because my purpose isn't football, it's impacting people. And I, my, my ministry happens to be the locker room. And I've been able still to get to know people, get to know these guys through an injury. Though I might not be playing, that is difficult from a fleshly perspective, but from the spiritual perspective, from my heart, I've been able to grow as a human being to where I feel like I'm at a better situation here as a person than I was before because of the trial I just went under. And I know that's a sermon in itself, but... That's how I go through life, and the good Lord's been there to, you know, it's not always about prosperity. I don't believe in the prosperity gospel. I believe if you read the Word of God and you understand it, there's trials along the way, but they equip your heart to be who you are. So um, when I step on the field, I'm going against a man in Frank Reich who's very similar. He's a guy that I admire more than anything. He's a guy that has impacted my life so much, and he's going to be on the opposing sideline. So um, that's going to be fun. Why do you think... So many people are attaching themselves or what they're getting out of this. Like, we're talking 4 million views. Well, number one, I, I think there's a segment of social media, especially, that feels like they don't hear enough of that on social media. They get barraged with all kinds of other negative things or things that try to take away from faith. And... So I think that segment of the population might just be playing it over and over again yeah. to a certain extent. Number two, you just don't hear players come out and and say that as openly and as eloquently as Foles did. Uh, number three, you got to remember Nick Foles is a Super Bowl champ. So MVP. He gets, he gets a little more attention than the average bear. Mm-hmm. And number four, this big game. Colts and Jags has suddenly become a big game in the AFC South. And the Colts need this one, so this game getting a little more attention than typically a a Jacksonville versus Colts game would. And when Nick looks across the field this weekend... At Frank Reich. 
that's the guy who put him in the Eagles position, right, to take it to the Super Bowl. Absolutely. So there's a there's a lot of love there. I think I read Nick saying he's like one of the greatest guys he's ever met. Well, and Frank Reich, a former pastor, came up, did the prayer breakfast in Elkhart this year. And uh, Nick Foles, clearly a believer. Um, you can see why they would hit it off well. Mm-hmm. Colin Kaepernick. This situation just really puzzles me. It was on the news again this morning. Yeah. Well, it's on, it's on the news because the news just does not drop the agenda. The, the, the networks, they seem to just want to hit the same things over and over again, and they've been hitting this Kaepernick thing now for three years. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is Ka- Colin Kaepernick hasn't taken a snap for three years. I don't know anybody who can sit out of the NFL for three years and come back in and be productive. I don't care what the position is. I don't care if you're a defensive lineman, running back, kicker. He might be throwing passes. He might be staying in shape. He's throwing passes to high school kids, and he doesn't have an oncoming pass rush. It, I just I don't see how this is all, and I don't know why the NFL has generated this because it's the NFL who's driving the bus on this. Mm-hmm. So what's the point? What's the end game supposed to be on this? Are you going to bring Kaepernick back? Are you trying to fuel? Are you trying to play both sides here? Because the NFL has done a pretty good job of moving past the anthem controversy. That seems to have been squelched. Yeah, they've got officiating problems. They've got other issues to deal with. Why would you want to reintroduce this? I could see if Kaepernick or Nike were driving the bus on this. I don't see the NFL's point on this. Yeah, it feels like a stunt. Uh, They use the same quote from Kaepernick. I've been working hard for three years for this day. And And they're doing it it on Saturday. Is he that good? Is he that good for the NFL to hit the pause button and have 11 teams go watch this guy? No. That's the part I don't get. No, he's not. How many other guys are on the sidelines right now going, what about me? He had one good year. I, I just... It boggles my mind. Let's talk about some actual NFL games. Let's talk about the Bears. They've got a Sunday nighter with the Rams. The Rams are are really flailing right now. Five and four after going to the Super Bowl last year. Looks doubtful that L.A. will be able to get up off of the ground and, and make it into the NFL playoffs because... You look at that NFC West and what they have to contend there with with the 49ers and the Seahawks, those are two really good teams right there in their division. Not saying the Bears are a playoff team either, but maybe a more winnable game for Chicago than most Bears fans would have thought at the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. We mentioned Colts and Jags, big game for the Colts. And then the Lions, the last-place Lions, playing at home against Dallas. Boy, the Cowboys are a really enigmatic team and tough to figure out. I realize so are the Lions. And any time you involve the Lions, you have to look at that defense and just shake your head and say, how are they going to stop anybody? But the Cowboys have not exactly been a great road team this year. Don't be surprised if Detroit can pull off the upset on Sunday. Okay. Want to touch on college 
basketball? Well, last night on Pulse FM, you heard Notre Dame's women drop their second straight game. First time they've lost back-to-back games in nine years. They lose back-to-back games at home. They lose to Michigan State for the first time since 2004. They start a season two and two for the first time since 2002. And somebody earlier today on Facebook told me to chill with those numbers. Well, I'm sorry. Those are facts. That, that That's not an opinion. Those are facts. Now, Notre Dame's played a really tough non-conference schedule so far. So to be 2-2 two and two with this young team shouldn't be surprising, but boy, Muffet McGraw was not happy with her team after the game at the post-game press conference. She basically said Sam Brunel, who scored 19 points and, and got a three that got him within one late, um, played well, and really said nobody else did. And she might be right. Destiny Walker had a rough game. Um, Anaya Peoples had a rough game. Notre Dame had chances to win this game, Corey. They were 18 of 31 at the free throw line compared to 14 of 16 for Michigan State. So the the chances and the opportunities were there, and they just threw them away. So the Irish 2-2 two and two have to do some soul-searching before taking on Toledo. Boy, it was a really good night for the Spartans. Not only does Susie Merchant's women's team win at South Bend, but Tom Izzo takes his team into the Meadowlands and beats Seton Hall, which was ranked 12th in the country, 76-73. So Sparty has gotten up off the deck and will likely move up in the rankings this week. And then we've got Notre Dame men's basketball tonight. They take on the thundering herd of Marshall at Purcell Pavilion. Good mid-major test for the Irish. I, I would expect Notre Dame to win that game, but a little bit better competition than what they've faced in Robert Morris and Howard. So a nice building block. Mm-hmm. We've got a basketball doubleheader on Pulse tomorrow, 92-1 and 96-9. Purdue takes on Chicago State. Boilermakers just trying to find some answers right now offensively. Chicago State, usually a pretty good recipe to find those answers, especially if you're looking for confidence. We have a local connection to Purdue officially as of yesterday, don't we, with uh, young Ivy? Jaden Ivy, he's not on the team yet. But yesterday wasn't it a signing, signing day, day or something? Yeah. Yeah. Signing day. So he signed to go there. Trey Galloway from Culver Academy signed to go to IU. We've got IU and Troy Saturday night at 8. Hoosiers are undefeated, but their schedule so far has been pretty lackluster. Yeah. Uh, Notre Dame hockey this weekend? Oh, big series up in Madison. Yeah, hey there. Go face those Wisconsin Badgers there. Uh, they struggled in their Big Ten opening series 0-2. Notre Dame still undefeated, ranked number three in the country. We told you early on, Jeff Jackson has a lot of different offensive weapons. He's been getting some really good play out of his freshmen. Of course, he's got a, a terrific goalie in Kale Morris. This is a fun team to go watch play, Corey. Cool. We've ran the list. Baseball. MVPs oh, were named yesterday. Yes, I'm sorry. Cody Bellinger for the Dodgers and Mike Trout for the Angels. The Angels were never a factor in the American League this year. But the numbers that Trout put up, absolutely undeniable. He is an outstanding, outstanding player. 45 home runs this year. He's just a phenomenal player to watch and very deserving of that MVP honor. You get to sit down with him for a hot coffee. You get to ask one question. What do you ask? How how much 
does losing wear on you? Mm, okay. Because he puts up these great numbers. I mean, he has shown to be a true professional in putting up those numbers on a team that never contended this season. Right. How much does that wear on him? Which would, of course, then perhaps lead to the follow-up question. Do you see yourself staying in Anaheim or Los Angeles for the rest of your career? Because he's an East Coast guy. I could see him going back out East. That's a lengthy pause. That means you're done. I believe I am. Now, pop culture, what's going on? We had the Country Music Awards Wednesday night. Mm -hmm. You watched a little bit of that. I watched a little bit more. We were watching to see Dolly Parton and for King of for King and Country, because that's a song that we play on Pulse FM in the morning. I'm going to be honest with you. I saw the whole performance finally last night. Mm-hmm. thought it was lackluster. I tend to agree. She, I, I, it wasn't she did what three I hoped songs. For. Yes. And, uh, it was she, a Christian trilogy. Yeah, it was uh, for King and Country. It was Zach Williams, mm-hmm. who we also play, and then her own song called Faith. She has told her handlers, I want to do more faith-based songs. And so she got immediately plugged into our world. But I watched, and uh, I thought uh, I thought she was a little off. Could so be. There's my two cents. Well, I mean, let's face it. Dolly's getting up there in years. Yeah. And she had hosting duties. I'm sure that that has to be a little distracting as you try to prepare for performance as well. Yeah. A long night. Long yeah. night for her. And award shows are supposed to make you... Go run off and maybe purchase or listen to those artists the next day. I didn't really feel like I wanted to go listen to anybody no. more extended. Mm-mm. I mean, I think they're all very talented people. Uh, Lady Annabellum. I like them. Their new album came out today. I might listen to that this weekend. Maybe. Maybe. The other thing is, whoever is the writer, knock down the cheesy factor yeah. by about 10 degrees because that was that was not good copy. New movies out today, Ford versus Ferrari. Doesn't interest me in the least. 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. Charlie's Angels, the re-reboot. Boy, does that not interest me in the least. 57% Rotten Tomatoes. The Report with Adam Driver, the terrorist report from 9-11, what uh, was done during waterboarding and whatnot, 84%. Maybe, and and the fact that it has Mishawaka's own Adam Driver. Yeah. Uh, would maybe uh, get me into a theater to see that. Uh, streaming this weekend, there's a new episode of uh, The Morning Show and C on Apple, Mandalorian, the Star Wars series. On you were Disney big Plus. into that. What uh, what appealed to you about that? That we are back to a weekly show where Netflix kind of changed the dynamic of we're going to give you the whole season and mm-hmm. you'll go binge watch. I am, unfortunately, a binge watcher. I don't like that time being sucked, but I enjoy watching everything. Right. I don't know how to stop. This takes me back to my love for Lost, where I've got a couple days to talk to my buddies about, all right, did you see it? What do you think? Da-da-da-da. Maybe watch it again, and then here comes a new episode a week later. It's like how we grew up. And when you say talk to your buddies, you mean buddies other than me, because, well... You're giving me no Star Wars pushback at all. I do have friends that watch this show. You can talk to TJ about it. Can I? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he watched it last night. He thought it was good. You thought it was good? He and uh, three of his friends went in on the Disney Plus subscription. Oh, nice. Did they go for the trifecta of the Hulu and ESPN? I don't know. Okay. Uh, on Netflix this weekend, 
There's a new animated movie called Klaus that looks pretty funny, but it's Claus, Santa Claus. Yeah. And then The Toys That Made Us, season three. They do a documentary behind the big toys that we grew up with. Okay. Which is why I knew a little bit more about where Mary went to the hospital because that is the catalyst of where they launched Star Wars toys. Oh, really? Yeah, that's in season one. Okay. Season three, Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers, what's the unicorn? My Little Pony, mm. and uh, there's another toy. But it's just kind of fun hearing from idea to finished product to billions upon billions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I went and saw Dr. Sleep yesterday, the Stephen King movie. Oh, I thought you might have been talking about the guy that gives you your CPAP. No. <laughs> uh, and I did not fall asleep at the theater, Chuck Freebie. I was up. Dude. I was ready to rock and roll. Very good. This is the sequel to The Shining. Did you ever see The Shining back in the yes. day? This this picks up when little Danny grows up and becomes a man. Okay. And it's uh, it's creepy. It's a Stephen King movie. Of course I, it's creepy. I knew what I was walking into. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. There shouldn't be any surprise there whatsoever. I said this once. Well, that was weird. Oh, just <laughs> once. Stephen would probably be a little disappointed that you only said it once. Well, I summed it up at the end when I walked out. Well, that was that was weird. So might be saying go. the same thing about this Sport Jack episode. As always, thanks for listening. Uh, uh, favor, do you mind if I, my three sons, this ending? Go ahead. Until next time, sports fans. Ooga Luga, Bill Madlock. Sports Yak is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. Your hosts, Chuck Freebie and Corey Mann, as himself. Produced by Corey Mann. Written by Chuck Freebie. Show announcer, Jim Shorts. Engineered by Phil Sousa. In conjunction with the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Your questions or comments at the Sports Yak with two K's at gmail.com. On social media, Sports Yak with two K's. On Instagram, Sports Yak with two K's. On Twitter, Wardrobe provided by themselves. A transcript of this podcast is not available. Everybody get out of here. There's a lobster loose. Oh, holy cow, he's loose. You've been listening to Sports Yak, brought to you by Notre Dame Athletics. Experience the excitement of cheering the Fighting Irish onward to victory. Tickets for Notre Dame Athletic events available at und.com slash buy tickets. And buy Pyramid Equipment. Think Pyramid Equipment for your snowplow needs, sales, services, and installations of residential and commercial-grade snowplows, parts, and salt spreaders. Pyramid offers military, police, and firemen's discounts. Find us, PyramidEquipmentInc.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.